episode 364, The Rant, Divine Smith, part two. Things done changed, the return. First of all, shouts to Divine, as he's the fastest recurring guest in the history of this pod. In four short months, so many things have changed. We re-chopped it up with him to talk about his breakout summer, his work in the community of Bayshore and the township of Islip, his summer basketball league, his newly minted flag football league flag on, and what else he's up to this summer. All that and more, my conversation with Divine, part two. Now, The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by Long Island Legends Basketball. Looking for a whole new experience for the game of basketball? Look no further than the Long Island Legends Basketball League. Started with the guys that brought you the Flag Football League Long Island Legends and pro baller J.J. Moore, they bring to you leagues geared towards 3-on-3 basketball and, of course, 5-on-5. Be on the lookout for cash prize tournaments and, of course, our league. For more information, register at lilegends.com. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, part two, The Return. This probably is the only person that has ever convinced me. Yo, he told me right after we were done with episode 360, he's like, yo, we got to do another podcast. I'm like, bro, we didn't even <laughs> we didn't even publish this. So I've gotten to know this man now personally. Um, I just want to say he's been a blessing to me. But uh, basketball coach, also head honcho of Diverse Skill Trains with Charles McCann. Um New owner of a flag football league that's starting up anew in the town of Islip, Mr. Devon Smith, man. What up? What up? What up? We're back. We're back. I told you we'd be back. Yeah, here. I was going to say, this is like a milestone for me because you are literally the first person that convinced me, like, I want to do a part two. I'm always like, you got to wait like 100 episodes. But like, yo, so much has changed in your life from March 2022 to June. We're taping this on June 2nd, and this will probably be published next week, but there's been so many like life changes for you, right? And and just so many professionally and, and personally, probably. Um, you see your daughter growing up and she's starting to be a big, trying to play like a small, but trying to be a big. She's trying to be Biggie Smalls. So I think, you know, just first of all, congratulations to all your growing success because I know you're a man of conviction, a man of action, somebody that is a thinker and a doer. So I just want to say welcome to the show again. Thank you for letting me be in your home. How are you feeling right now, June 2nd? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I um, you know, I'll start with you know my daughter, and I'll you know talk about the fact that next year she'll be in honors classes as a seventh grader at Bayshore. So more, well, more proud of that than anything else, honestly. So the basketball is uh, a bonus. You know, helps that she's uh, twelve and five foot ten. 
160 pounds. Yeah, that that, that like, never hurts. That escapes so. me because like when we were talk we were talking off air about like how she might miss the game and then you might go to uh, the Liberty game, which is like so worth it for a sixth grader. I mean, like you think about just driving to Brooklyn and seeing like what a pro would do, and then you're talking about. Having the floor after that, like that it's just sounds the VIP. like a, it's the VIP access that she wants. That's a good reason so, to miss a basketball game. Yeah, you know, to watch another that, basketball game. I think that life's about balance. And so you don't want to give too much of your time to, you know, one area. You need to balance your life. And I think that some of the memories that you create with some of the events that you attend. For example, I coached the Nassau County Police Department versus Suffolk County. And my daughter sat courtside and watched me and was a part of that experience. She'll remember that experience for the rest of her life. Who won that, so by the way? We got our asses whooped. <laughs> <laughs> Suffolk County. Were they talking? Were they talking like? Nah. Yeah. They were all on the same team, Blue Lives Matter, you know. Okay. So they get out there and they compete. And I knew we were in trouble when this guy was six foot nine. He was his his legs, I'm sorry, his arm was the size of both of my oh, legs. I was like, damn. And then he threw up a hook shot that was all net and then hit a mid-range jump shot. I said, what in the world is going on? Imagine getting pulled over and that man gets out of the car Yeah, to give you a ticket. It's like, give me every ticket there is. And like, then knowing I'm he has good. a hook shot. After and that. he's got a hook shot. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know. Those experiences will be, you know, things that will shape her mind as she grows into to a woman mm. and in, as an, into an adult. So those little things, they matter. It is worth missing a couple of basketball games. Now, if they were playoff games, it wouldn't be worth missing. No, I think if it was first round, you'd still be thinking about it. So I don't know, but it's her life. And I asked her, you know. Basketball games on Sunday or the Liberty game with VIP status. Mm. And she didn't hesitate. She wants the Liberty game. Yeah, yeah. And we get access to the court afterwards, you know. Thanks thanks to my to my buddy, Elsie uh, Ross. Uh, congratulations on the recent uh, marriage, Elsie. And, you know, he and I, we work together at Equitable Advisors. So, he, uh, you know, he's the one who set up the VIP access and the court time for for us so mm. shout out to LZ I don't want to get too philosophical here but I'm just thinking about what she's going to say like 20 years from now she's like oh yeah summer going into 7th grade I went to this Liberty game it was at Barclays we were able to like that's going to be a, definitely a lifetime moment and I think when you make those memories and then you start connecting it with the things that you do like currently I know as a kid that's probably why we play basketball because of all of the memories that it conjures up right and then just thinking about the wedding piece of it of like I remember when I first got married. I remember what that was like. I remember what it was like when you didn't have kids and yeah. it's all uh, it's all of yeah, those yeah, things. Not yeah, to yeah. get too philosophical, yep. but yep. so then that kind of leads right into, you know, diverse skill training. Seven years in the making, mm. seven or eight years. This is so. the first year you feel like it's really gotten the stride, like so all the I'll fruits say of your this, labor. When I first started diverse skill training, it was more about camps and clinics mm -hmm. at that time because I was still coaching college basketball. I was an assistant coach at LIU Post at the time. And so when they discontinued that program after the 2018-2019 season, then I was able to, you know, really sink my 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 uh my teeth into diverse skill training. 
and I will say two years ago, it went from being camps and clinics to a program that has teams. And so we had four teams last year, all boys. I'm sorry, we had uh, four teams last year, three boys teams, and then I had a seventh grade girls team. And now it's evolved to uh, 10U, uh, 11U, 12U, 13U, JV, and varsity boys. And then I have a sixth grade girls team that when they're not playing for diverse skill training, they're playing with rising stars. So no one knows that. That's new, by the way. That's breaking news right there. No, you told me that like a month ago, and I like how your eyebrow is raised as if like you're you're this guy has yeah. the flair for the dramatic. I'll just say. Yeah, you know, Jamal Wilson, it's his fault. So he and I, you know, obviously, you know, both live here in the community in Bayshore. Would you characterize uh Mr. Wilson as quiet? So he's not as much quiet as he likes to play the background for the most part. Like he doesn't want to be out front. So I'm trying to convince him that being out front is not, is a benefit to him. He doesn't have to be like outward, outward. He could just be kind of like out front. Like I'm out front. I'm not like, ah, it's me. It's just more like, yeah, that's kind of how he is, honestly. But you know what he's, what he's done, you know, over the course of, you know, eight to 10 years with rising stars and what he's developed in, in this ninth, this uh, 2025 class of guards that he has, I'm sorry, just of the team that he has is pretty, pretty uh, substantial. Mm. Uh, Okay. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. We're going to take a a, a programming break. We'll be right back. All right. We're back. Go ahead. Yeah, so we're talking a little bit about Jamal Wilson and his impact on basketball and how most people don't really know um, that point. So, obviously, I coached at St. John the Baptist my third year as the – my first year I was the JV coach, second and third year, the freshman boys basketball coach. My most successful year was my third year. Um, I had four guards, all from Rising Stars. Uh. Carter Wilson, Christian Williams, uh, Jeremiah Carter, and Jaden Miller. All these boys, as they, if they want to and they continue to grow and stay healthy, all have uh, a great opportunity to play college basketball. Uh, so, and like he groomed these young boys. Like he's been grooming them since they were like seven, you know? So, He's done that, and then so he and I, you know, we speak constantly, and he obviously values what I do as a basketball coach, and he's been trying to convince me to uh, to bring my talents over to uh, Rising Stars. So with my daughter and with her potential to play basketball at the college level, I, I mean, I'm pretty much sure that she's a scholarship-level kid. That's based on my 20 years of coaching experience, mm. not my Zell as her dad, you know, it's, it's my experience as a coach that leads me there. Um, I like to give her the best opportunity possible. So I think that rising stars presents a great opportunity for her. And I got another little guard, sixth grader. Her name is Malia Robinson. She's unbelievable. So, um, along with three or four other very young talented sixth grade girls. So I'm looking forward to working with that group. Uh, no matter whether, um, you know, in the fall, I am a varsity 
boys coach or varsity girls coach, I will be coaching that that Rising Stars uh, class of 2029, 20, I believe, uh, group. So, um, yeah, as far as diverse skill training, fourth grade boys, sixth grade boys, seventh grade boys, eighth grade boys, JV, varsity, sixth grade girls, um, summer league basketball at Casamento Park with my partner Tyrone Tillman of of EBE. Um, you know, 50 teams played in our summer league last year. Um, I'm checking the committed roster right now. We've already matched that number, and we're a month away from summer league starting. So, uh, you know, really looking forward to continuing to build on our summer league right here in the community that I live in, in Bayshore, you know, so. Yeah, you got a lot of great things cooking, man. Um, I did have a hypothetical question for you. So let's say, hypothetically speaking, Desiree becomes like the number one basketball player in New York State. and Now you're a, a coach, and now you have these opposing forces that are really the same, but it just takes your time away from watching somebody play and then also watching basketball at a professional level as a coach. What are you doing that conundrum in? I'm only asking you because you're a little bit further in the parenting world than I am because my kids are a little younger. But Mason started playing soccer. This kid plays his very first time. He scores seven goals. And he, like, knows the dances from, like, playing FIFA and watching all the videos on YouTube. And then his grandfather's from Morocco, so they always watch whatever is on TV, like Premier League or whatever. I didn't know that all of that watching was going to make it translate into, like, being an amazing soccer player. And for me, it's great because I don't coach it. And I definitely don't ref it. So I'm going to have no skin in the game. I'm not going to have any instruction to say. All I know is that he's great. He loves it. Uh, but I know that down the road, whatever I'm doing, if he's that good and he's like at the cusp of making college and now it's like his team is all state ranked, it's going to have to take some time away from something that you're already doing. How do you, have you already have like a thought of like how you're going to attack that? So... When I attend my daughter's basketball games, as a parent, it's excruciatingly hard mm. because I can't shut up. I Why? want to. I just because I I've been a coach for so long, and I get to talk. And maybe it goes beyond that. Maybe it's from my roots, but I do love to talk. And so, and I I you know I see the game through a coach's lens. Um, so I think not being at my daughter's games sometimes is almost better for me. <laughs> so, like, I'll balance it. You know, like, my daughter has basketball this weekend on Saturday, and I have an event that I need to be at in the Hamptons. So I won't get to see her play this weekend. I will hear the stories from my wife about how well she did or didn't play. And Vanessa will give a great um um summary because Vanessa in her own right has 20 years of coaching experience and then her 8 years of playing experience so uh I trust her assessment of what Desiree looks like and then honestly we've built a foundation with our children it's an expectation of excellence and that's not that you don't make mistakes but that you move on, you try hard, you play to win. And so I'm comfortable with, with that. So 
as this as we grow and we go through life because I am very busy with business and and with basketball as a coach myself there's going to be times where I'm not going to be there but the preparation is for that reason for when we're not there she can make her own decisions mm. all right that that gives me a little bit more clarity and I think that's a good answer because I don't know how I'd feel if my son was like you know killing Probably want to be there in person, right? I just want her to do that. That's all. I, w- I would love to be there in person, but the most important part is that she does that. So that's what matters. Yeah. So yeah. Not about me. Um, what else are we looking forward to the summer? So you also got into flag football and just listening to your story of like really laying down roots, really trying to develop your brand and you know how long it took. You knew that this was going to be more of like a slow burn. It was like maybe we might have thought it was going to be explosive, but you know what it's like to build a brand, and sometimes things take time. So just talk about that experience of even the learning curve of getting into flag football. So I think that anything that you do where you don't have firsthand experience, you have to lean on those who do, and you have to do your research about how to be successful. And then even with that being said, there's going to be bumps in the road, and you got to learn from those experiences, good, bad, and different. doesn't matter. So I'll say that. Because Summer League was so successful, Summer League Basketball in 2021. Um, When did you start it? That was year one. Oh. It's the first year. Tyrone convinced me to do it. And you were reluctant. I was. I I was reluctant. I had reservations. I wasn't happy with, uh, you know, the possible partnerships and and the way that the contracts were going to be structured. and, And I had some reservations. And Tyrone... He wouldn't let me not do it. He he was very adamant about why it was important for us to have our uh, summer league basketball. And so I'm glad we did it because it fostered a relationship that I have with the town of Islip and all of its townships because people saw me in action and how organized we were and how efficiently we ran our summer league. That doesn't mean they weren't some issues, but you know what? We kept it in-house. We we learned from it. We got better, and now in year two, we're going to be off to, like, a great start from a technical standpoint with, with our summer league basketball. So I think because of that and because of my action and because of what the town saw, it led to me inquiring about why not have flag football here in the town of Islip. And the gentleman who I work with, uh, with the town, was all for it. And he said, let's do it as a partnership. And I said, let's do it as a partnership. I agree with that. So so that was the birth of flag football. So, And it has staying power just because it's developing and, and it's growing. And it's, you know, in the high schools. I know there's several schools on the North Shore on Long Island who have girls flag football uh, as a as their curriculum, the sports curriculum during the school year, that's going to grow and increase. And it's going to become, you know, just an athlete sport. So you'll have boys and girls alike both doing that. And then, you know, the opportunity for to play it at the collegiate level and then it being an Olympic sport, you know, and the fact that it's already being played nationally and that we, uh, the Flag On League, we have a partnership with NFL Flag so all of our kids in our 5- to 17-year-old divisions, both boys and girls, co-ed through age 12 um, as well, 
uh, will wear an NFL team's uniform. So, yeah, it's a big deal. You know, it's like you said, like anything else, we have to grow it. So I'm sure the summer will, will the numbers won't be as I desire, but I'm sure that we'll put a great product on on the field just because I don't know how to do anything else. Like I'm going to work extremely hard to make sure that it works. Like that's what I do. That's what I've always done. That's what I'll continue to do. Mm. So do you think that, and and I'm only saying this, I'm projecting because I think once you get a little slice of what flag football really is and when you see the product and you see a game, you're going to be into it. Do you think that there's an avenue for you to, uh, for these two things to exist where you're a basketball coach and a flag football coach, and then you start getting into that and you're both? No, I'm never going to be a flag football coach because, you know, as we talked about me having time and balance, you know, I talked about my daughter having balance. Well, I can't talk about her having balance without having some of that myself. So if I'm coaching basketball and I'm coaching flag football and, you know, I'm a businessman and, you know, I'm running all of these different entities, who knows what's going to happen as far as varsity boys or varsity girls basketball coaching because it's what I do. So, like, opportunities are going to present themselves for me. I want to make sure that I still have time for Vanessa, for Desiree, and for Gabrielle, the women in my life, you know. And then, you know, my family, my brothers, my sisters, my friends. Like, I need you need balance in life. I don't want it to be business, 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 sports, 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 sports. And then, you know, when I'm sitting there in my final days, I'm like, shoulda, coulda, woulda. I'm not interested in that. I've seen so much death in in my own family through the years it gives me a perspective of live in the moment live for today make sure that you enjoy this experience because tomorrow's not promised Mm. and that's that's really deep so you know i think you're going to be on pretty quickly but um let's say we're, we're taping this on june 2nd now it's labor day now the summer's winding down what do you expect of everything that you're working on what do you expect for the end result to be in three months' time? I expect that I'll have a varsity boys champion for Bright Light Summer League, a JV boys champion, a high school girls champion, uh, a 14U champion, a 13U champion. We're talking about boys. Uh, and then 13U girls champion, 12U boys and girls champion, 10U boys champion, and then we'll play in a crossover championship with Coast Neck Park run by um, Coach Burton from Baldwin High School. Shout out to Darius. Shout out to Darius. Man gets it done year in and year out. One of the great basketball minds of our time. You know what he likes to do? So I did the... I think semifinals you know when like the person on the mic he's also the person on the mic and it's like coach chill <laughs> he's making it hot it's just it's a it's a weird thing it's a weird thing and then i don't know if you know i grew up my backyard was coast Lake park okay so it's it's yeah. just it's just weird me being there so darius and i we've been speaking pretty much constantly for the last year about how to set up like almost like a crossover situation for they got good teams there for some of yes he does for summer league basketball. And so what we what we decided to do is the last weekend in July, last weekend in July, Saturday, we're going to have an 18 tournament. 
in the JV boys and the varsity boys division. It's going to be at Coznack? It's going to be at Coznack. Okay. It's going to be his top four teams. in July 31st? July 30, 30th is the Saturday, I believe. I'll um, make, I'll make sure I block that, that to ref it. Let me confirm that. Uh, yeah, July 30th. That sounds right. July 30th. Saturday, right. July 30th. 18 varsity, 18 JV boys tournament. Top four teams from Coznack Park. Top four teams from Casamento, uh, Bright Light Summer League in each division. We'll play a one-day tournament. And then on Sunday, July 31st, we'll have an all-star game. And then at the end of the summer, the Bright Light Summer League champion and the Coznack Summer League champion will play for an overall championship indoors at Mitchell Field. So that is going to be amazing, by the way. That's one part of what the end of the summer looks like. And then the other part is having a successful opening for flag football in the town of Islip, which leads into flag football in the fall in the town of Islip, as well as flag football in the township of East Hampton, which this weekend on Saturday, I'll be having my first combine at the spring festival in East Hampton, Jamal Wilson and I, who by the way is my partner in flag football. Uh, LI first team is my partner in flag football. Mm. Yeah, Jamal and I, we spent quite a bit of time together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. too much. Not at as, this point, I mean, but, but you bounce off a lot of ideas, right? He's your yin to your yang. Your yeah, style's that's, that's my guy. He works. What he does is the things that he does well, he does them very well. So He's yeah. good at yelling at referees, too, when his son is playing. Oh, brutal. <laughs> I mean, it's funny to me, but I, I may, it might be brutal to other people. Oh, it's but. definitely brutal. But you know what? <laughs> it's brutal as a basketball coach, me dealing with officials as well. So I'm I'm not judging anyone in their antics. Mm. Do what you do. <laughs> you had a good perspective, and I wanted to speak on this because I'm, I'm like currently working on a project about just, I guess, taking field notes of other people that aren't really referees. And um, How important do you think referees are in a game? They're extremely important. So the, the referee's responsibility is to create the flow of the game. They create the flow of the game because if you stop it all the time, then the flow stops. If you let the game be played, then there's great continuity and flow. So I think having a good leader in that official's crew is very important from a communication standpoint because you got to hold each other accountable. Like coaches got to be held accountable. Players got to be held accountable. Officials have to be held accountable as well it's not just okay i could screw this up and like it's okay no 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 try your hardest try your hardest get in position work with each other you can't one person calling a game hand checking the other person not calling any hand checks like you know that's not working together you gotta have a feel for how that game is being played but basketball is meant to be up and down the floor is not meant to stop a lot. So, like, there should be some flow to the game. So they are very vital and important to the overall experience. What do you think makes a good referee? Well, it's, first of all, it can't be about you. It has to be about the game. No, I got you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, 
you know, coaches are going to be really quiet or maybe really loud on the sideline, and the players are going to, you know, think that it's a foul or it's not a foul or, like, who knows what they're going through, uh, you know, personally, and they're all in their feelings and emotions, and you got to block that out. Just follow the lines. <laughs> Just stay in the lines of the game and the rules and don't allow your feelings to get involved. So you think a lot of referees get their feelings involved? People get their feelings, not refs. We just, in general, like the coaches, the players, the officials, they we all are are responsible for playing inside the lines when it comes to the game. So like stay inside the lines, don't allow your emotions to dictate how you officiate the game or how you coach the game or how you play the game. And then, you know, it all works out. Obviously, that's not going to happen, not in totality. But you want to do your best. Doing but you want to do your best. Your best to meet those standards and then, you know, everyone gets the proper experience. Yeah. So. I'm such a referee snob now. When you talk about that flaw, I've never heard of it that way. I just think of like, if I, it, so CYO got back to $60 a game, which is like monumental. Like I haven't ref CYO in a long time, but if they're sixty dollar games, they're paying the officials sixty dollars a game. Yes, Ooh. but I would only do it if it's another veteran because I know the game will be like it'll be like forty five sec forty five minutes. As opposed to if I work with somebody new, I know they're going to call fifteen fouls. It's going to be an hour and twenty because that's that's what I did. Yeah, when I first started, it. so it's interesting to think of it as like this the flow. But just know that when you're newer, you're more likely to blow more whistles because you don't know what you're doing. Yep, yet. yep, yep. So you just got to be. You just got to learn how to like what it looks like because, you know, in the beginning, people are afraid to people are literally afraid to call charges and blocks because they're like self-conscious of how it looks because they don't know how to do it correctly. Especially when you see like an older official, and you're like, oh, man, he's he looks like he knows what he's doing. And then it just, you know, it perpetuates. But I will say final thing I wanted to ask you, how could we get more information of Casamento, Bright Lights and also Flag On? So. Charles McCann of diverse skill training, love this man, all of the back office, anything that needs to be done from a technical standpoint always gets taken care of. So the way that you get in contact with us is through our website, and literally it's one-stop shopping. You can access Bright Light Summer League, diverse skill training, uh, anything that we do, camps, clinics, individual training, things that we're doing with our teams, um, or to you can get to uh, flag football on there as well. That website is www.diverseskilltrainingny.com. Once again, www.diverseskilltrainingny.com. Literally, when you go onto the site, there are tabs for anything that diverse skill training is involved in. And we also uh, have our flag on LI Instagram account, which is active and running right now as well. <sighs> Got a lot of things going on. So we'll leave some more meat on the bones for part three, because we're going to do maybe around like Labor Day. And we see if you uh, make good on all your promises in your mind. But I like how, when I first told you, like, what, what do you expect on you? Like 13, you eight, you let me sixth grade coach first and foremost, always at all times. I'm always a coach. I'm always going to be a coach. It's my passion. It's what I love to do. Basketball is, is divine, mm. you know? And so, and I think when I say that, 
I mean the values that I possess and that I share, like is built from most of the experiences that I've had in basketball. And uh, and then, you know, my family is is the other main factor because my mom raised us to be loving, kind, caring people, but not to take any shit. So, and like, I'm good at that. So, you know, look, I respect people. I give them proper respect. If you disrespect, then like you get what you get. And uh, it's not, that's just the, that's, that's the fact of it all. Like we love people. We take care of people, Vanessa and I, and we're committed to our community. And we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that the kids have, all the kids have the same advantages as everyone else in the community. And like, I'm not talking about something that I'm going to do. I'm talking about what we're already doing. That's mm. why I'm the president of a nonprofit organization called Community and Edification that has been giving to the community for two full years. And like, we have tons of events scheduled for this summer right now and for the fall for Community and Edification. So we'll continue to do the work. Well said, man. Well said. Any final words you want to say before we part ways? No, I think I got pretty much out what I needed to. Yeah. Flag on. Sign up for flag football. Be a part of what we're doing. It's going to be an amazing experience. It will run four seasons every year. Even in the cold? We're going doors. <laughs> you know? For Devon Smith, it's Ralph the Ref. This is The Ramp. We are signing out. Peace.